Ever wonder what it's like living in a house full of cats? Me either, until I recently found myself with eight permanent cat residents and occasional foster cats. I'm Sabrina Lee, and I'm a self-proclaimed crazy cat lady. I am not a cat expert and offer no advice to others. Anything I share is from my own experiences unless otherwise credited. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only. On each episode of Whole Bunch of Cats, I'll be sharing stories about life with so many cats. You can also see adventures with current residents on TikTok and Instagram at Whole Bunch of Cats. Twitter is Whole Bunch of Cat because adding the S made the handle too long. And now, without further ado, let me tell you a cat story. This story is titled Critters, and it's all about how Bertie hunts and what critters we have in our house. So Bertie is a ginger tabby cat who came to us through a foster fail. She had bonded. She was young. She was two years old and had bonded to a 13-year-old kitty cat who was super sick. And we took them in as fosters. And while they were staying with us, the older cat, fortunately, could not overcome her health issues and sadly passed away. I felt so guilty about what happened to Birdie's pal that we adopted Birdie. One thing that Birdie does is she hunts. She likes to go outside. She's definitely out there a lot. And when she catches something, she needs the entire world to know. And she screams so loud that the first couple of times that I heard her, I thought it was a baby crying. Like, our neighbors have um, a couple of young kids, and I thought it was the kids. And I was thinking, man, they're really upset. And I look, oh no, it's Birdie running up with her prey. So she hunts voles, which are like moles, only they're smaller and they kind of look like mice, but they don't have tails. They're definitely little tiny rodents and she loves to drop these everywhere. More about that in a minute though. She also likes to get cicadas. We living in Missouri have a lot of cicadas and so she'll pounce on them and bring them to me, which if you've ever seen a cicada, it's, it's not pretty. It's not pretty for me. And her favorite salamander. Now, she used to bring the salamanders to me screaming about her conquest, like she does with the other prey that she catches. But she doesn't do that anymore because she's discovered she can actually eat the salamander whole. That's right. You heard me right. She crunches up the entire thing. You'll know because you'll see you'll see a little leg hanging out of her mouth, like Birdie. Birdie, what are you doing? Anyway, yep. That's what she does. I have no words. But but the salamanders and the cicadas, the worst. For me, the worst are the voles. She loves to deposit them around the house to show off. Like, hey, look, sometimes it'll be on the back patio. So I should also add to this that the back deck doesn't have stairs going down to it. So to get to the back deck, you can go out the upstairs sliding glass door the cats can go, there are stairs, they just don't go to the deck. So what a lot of the cats do is they walk over to the deck, jump down to the stair rail, and jump down to the stairs and go about their business in the backyard. Super fat cat, Ryota, is not able to do that because he's so big that he's just not able to 
get through the rails on the deck so he can't get down. Now, for some reason, he can get up. And I think it's because of the momentum and the way his body kind of moves that he's able to go from the stair rail to the deck. But once he's on the deck, he can't get down. Apparently, the other day, I had left him up there too long. So I go to the door to let him in. And because he can't get down and when you got to go, you got to go. There's a big clump of waste on the back deck. That's fine. Whatever. I have eight cats. I'm I'm not, I'm not afraid of cleaning up poop. I'm not afraid of cleaning up cat puke. Cats puke a lot. They poop a lot. It's fine. It's, it's part of the deal. What I was not prepared for though, was the vole that had been deposited right next to the cat poop. Yeah. So the first thing I do is text the kids. I'm like, the cats pooped and dropped a bowl on the back deck. I'm going to need somebody to clean this up. Knowing full well, no one's going to deal with the poop. That's that's me. I'll do that. Someone's going to have to deal with this bowl. Now, you might think it's a bowl. It's just a tiny little rodent and it's dead. Come on, pick it up. You can do it. It's not that big of a deal. Well, that's that's true. Except that I immediately flashed back to when I was a kid and my brother picks up what he thinks is a dead rat and he picks it up by the tail and he's, he's, I don't know, he's, he's flinging it around, whatever. The rat's not dead. The rat bites him. So he has to go to the hospital. He has to get a tetanus shot and they have to monitor my brother to make sure that he doesn't have rabies. Now, is that exactly how the story goes? I don't know, but it's how I remember it. And in my mind, I'm looking at this bowl and I'm thinking, I'm pretty sure that bowl is dead. But what if he's not dead? And also, he doesn't have a tail. So how am I going to pick him up and put him in the bag that I'm already cleaning up the poop, you know, the bag to put the poop in? I don't know, whatever. So I walk away. I've, I've got the poop. I clean all that up. Not a problem. And then when my youngest gets home from school, I say, Skylar, there's still there's still a bowl on the back deck. Skylar says, what? goes out, looks. I don't see it. It is right next to the door, child. Right next to the door. Oh, I see it. So Skylar, to get rid of it, just takes their foot and gently kicks the vole over the side of the deck. So now there's a dead vole somewhere in the yard and it has been removed. So thank goodness. Thank goodness for Skylar and Skylar's ability to deal with voles. Another time, this is the one and only time, thank goodness, that we had to deal with a vole actually in the house. So I, I get up, I'm, you know, cleaning, straightening the house as I do every morning. Look down and I think this is a cat toy. This is a cat toy. It's like we have little cat toys that, that look like mice that are, you know, bird and fur and the cats love them and they bite them and they may have catnip in them or they may squeak. Like I'm, I'm thinking that's what this is. And as I get closer to just grab it with my hand, it is not, in fact, a toy. It is a real dead bull. So again, I have to yell at Skylar to come upstairs because if it's outside the house, I can function. If it's inside the house, I clearly cannot function. And so Skylar comes up and takes paper towel and disposes of with the vole, never to be spoke of again until until this moment right now. So Skylar not only deals with the voles that get in the house and are outside of the house, we, we do have another another issue of critters that are uninvited getting into the house. Most recently, bats. I don't know how the bats get in the house. I think it's the fireplace, but the flu is closed. 
I think maybe there's a little bit of space between um, the ceiling fan and the back, maybe. Maybe that's how they're coming in. You don't know. But the first thing I think whenever I see these bats, hey, dummies, this is a house full of cats. We have eight cats that live here. They are not afraid of you. As a matter of fact, they want to eat you. They want to catch you. They want to shake you around. Why? Why do you continue to come into the house? Thankfully, though, like I said, we have Skylar. Skylar helps get rid of them. One thing that I've learned about bats, I am by no means a bat expert. I only know how to get them out of my own house. But one thing I know is that when when it's light out, they perch. So that's that's the easiest way to catch a bat is hopefully they perch somewhere low enough that you can take a Tupperware container, cover it up, put the lid under it, bats in the Tupperware, take it out to the back deck, and away it goes. <laughs> it would be nice if all the times that we've tried to get the bat side, that has happened. Unfortunately, bats tend to roost high, high up, and it's it's too high up for us to get. So what Skylar has to do, well, the first thing we do is we open all the doors in the hopes that this bat will be smart enough to get out of the house on its own, right? Echolocation. Come on, bat. Come on, use echolocation, which then Skylar says, mom, that is not, that's not how bats get places. They, they don't actually use echolocation. And, and is Skylar right? I don't know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're right or not. It doesn't matter what the bat uses. I just need the bat the house. So what Skylar does is takes a broom and and first we try for, I don't know, 20, 30 minutes as the bat's flying around to try to guide it out with the broom. Spoiler alert, this never works. It never works because the bat is just a tiny little door hole and the bat won't go out it. I don't know why. It just doesn't. Plus we have a skylight and so the bat, for whatever reason, I mean, I know why, because like they see the bright sky, they go to the skylight. And then they hit the glass and realize they can't go any further. So they come back down and fly around and around again. I'm saying this like there's, you know, several bats at once. There's only one bat at a time. Thank goodness. Thank goodness one bat at a time. But it's happened many times. So that's that's my plural, why I'm, why I'm saying bats. So there's Skylar with the broom trying to guide the bat out. And there's me screaming at it because, you know, of course it's going to listen to my voice and go out the door. Go out the door. Go out the door. Nope, did not go out the door. So the next plan is to just try to bat it down, bat the bat <laughs> with the broom gently, gently get it to land on the floor, then cover it with the Tupperware and take it out. Now, as we're trying to get the bat on the floor, the cats are very interested. They are very interested in this process, not because they have some high hope for the bats to be okay. Oh no, because they want to pounce on the bat. They want to teach the bat the lesson. This is our house. You're you're in our neck of the woods where you definitely do not belong. And every once in a while, the bat will get too close to a cat, especially if the cat's in the cat tree or up on a shelf, and the cat, one of the cats will claw at it. And and sometimes sometimes I'm not gonna lie, the cat will make contact with the bat. The next thing to happen is that there's a little bit of blood on the wall from the bat, which is pretty gross and pretty disturbing, but the bat still is in the house, flying around, flying around, flying around. 
eventually we are able to get the bat on the ground or it will perch somewhere that we can put Tupperware over it. Know that it has to be Tupperware. It could probably be any kind of plastic bowl. It could probably be something that's not plastic, but we just use plastic bowls because once we've got the bat out, we throw it away. We're not keeping the plastic bowl anymore. It needs to go in the trash. Why? I don't know. Yes, we have a dishwasher. Yes, we have dish soap. That isn't the point. Point is plastic, touch the bat, and now I don't want it touching anything else in the house. It has to go. Anyway, so we, we, Skylar gets the bat on the ground, standing there with the Tupperware. But of course, I'm always too slow. Then the bat gets up and flies away again, which I always thought that once bats landed on the ground, that they could not take flight again. After the last bat episode, that is a lie. Even if they're on the ground, they can still take flight. They don't have to like go off a cliff to fly. They can just start right from the ground and off they go. Witnessed it with my very own eyes. And actually, when that happened, Skylar stared at me like, hmm, hey, mom, I thought you said they couldn't do that. I'm not a bad expert, child. I'm I'm just a mom with a bat in the house trying to get it out. All right. So the bat's on the ground. I'm trying to hand Skylar the Tupperware. The bat takes off. So take two. Skylar now has the broom. Skylar now has the Tupperware. <laughs> Skylar knocks it down, covers it with the Tupperware. And at the same time, at the same time as we're doing this, the cats are like, woohoo, the bat's on the ground, down, bat down. And so they are trying to get their piece of the bat. Thankfully, this hat story has a happy ending. Skylar was able to put the, get the bottom, you know, slide the, slide the Tupperware on top of the lid, take it out and let it go. And, and it was free and goodbye, Mr. Bat or Pesky Pete. Any bat that comes in our house is automatically named Pesky Pete because, I don't know, it's a funny name. And it seems appropriate for a bat. So Pesky Pete goes out and whew, it is a it is a great save for us on that day. We did not lose a bat to the cats. I hope you enjoyed getting to know my cats a little bit better. Remember, the things I share are my own experiences unless credited otherwise. I do not offer advice or guarantee results. I am not a professional. I just happen to have a whole bunch of cats, and this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. For continued updates on the cats, please follow their Instagram or TikTok pages at a whole bunch of cats, or check out the website, wholebunchofcats.com. You can also email me at wholebunchofcats at gmail.com. If you have a story you'd like to share. And finally, if you enjoy hearing about the cats, please leave a review for this podcast. Thanks for listening and have a terrific day.